Hey everyone, it is Audrey Freeman here with another episode of Sportive AF. I am so excited for today's guest and I'm sure you already know, it is Maria Kareva. Maria is a first soloist of the Marinsky Ballet Theatre in Russia. She is a ballet star of our generation with an Instagram of over 470,000 followers. She's also a Nike ambassador and has been performing principal roles since she graduated Vaganova Academy in 2018. She is such an incredible person and so inspiring. Before we get started, guys, don't forget to follow at SportiveAF on Instagram. We have just opened our pre-ordering for all of our new exclusive club collection. And very soon, you'll be able to order it online and it will go straight to your home. I can't wait. And yeah, guys, let's get right into it. Okay, thank you so, so much, Maria, for coming on today. I am so grateful and excited to have you on. Thank you so much for inviting. It's a pleasure and I'm also excited to talk with you and chat with you about all of the things. Yay, thank you so much. So how has your day been so far? Well, it's been wonderful. It's actually my day off right now, and uh, but I have a lot of work to do outside the theater, which is I find to be amazing when you have some other work to do on your day off and you can spend it productively. Yeah. You can do some useful things and you feel accomplished at the end of your uh, day off, which is wonderful. So I'm excited about it. Oh, that's so fun. I totally agree. And do you have a morning routine or something you do every day to keep you set in your routine, even if you're not working? Yes, definitely. My every morning pretty much starts like really, really the same because I love the structure of life and the morning jump starts the whole day. So I every day I drink a big glass of water with lots of lemon in it. I don't know, it just freshens me up. (laughs) And, you know, this lemon wakes me up really nicely. And yeah, so and it's just good for your whole body. So it's important to stay hydrated. And yeah, then I pretty much get ready for the rest of my day. Nice. And do you have a go-to breakfast for your busy days? Yeah, definitely. I think right now I'm just having like the same breakfast every day because it's so good. And my all-time favorite is just some granola with milk uh, and then a slice of full grain bread with cheese and then a cup of coffee with milk which is I don't know I find it really amazing and calming to have this every day and you know just have your own thoughts something to think about to plan the day and then just eat something nice yeah definitely I have to have coffee as well (laughs) it gets me through everything Mm -hmm. and you seem like already just from literally one minute of talking with you that you love having routines throughout your day Yeah, I do. I'm like really a little obsessed with my routines because I write down everything and I try to make it really, really structured. At one point in my life, I couldn't, I had to leave each day like at the same schedule, have the same schedule every day, but it was a little bit too obsessive. So right now I'm a little bit easier about it and trying to accept new things in my life, which are also very interesting. Of course, you have to have diversity, but still you have to have this inner discipline which is the main thing I think it's so 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 important and uh, I don't know just make the schedule for yourself like know what you're going to be doing throughout the day and it's going to make you productive yeah I totally agree I think that's a key to having a successful and productive day as you said 
And what does a typical day look like for you? So say you've got ballet and a show at night. What does that day look like? Well, the show day is actually very special because I am having like around four or five performances a month, usually at the Marinsky Theatre. So performance, performing, especially like a lead role in a three-act ballet is very special. So I'd be having a morning class at 11. The one thing that never changes at the Marinsky Theatre is the morning class at 11 a.m. And it's always for one hour. So we have the morning class. And then on the usual rehearsal day, I would be having some rehearsals. So it is very different. Each day at the Mariinsky and the schedule is very inconsistent because you could be having like five rehearsals for one or more hours and you could be really, really, really very busy or you could be having just like one rehearsal for 45 minutes and done for the day. Wow. But uh, yeah, but when, when there's a performance at night, you usually have only a class when you're dancing the mm, difficult ballet, three-act yeah. ballet. They let you rest before the show. But if it's not a very hard role, like a variation or just a one act, you may be rehearsing something else if you have some performance upcoming, like next week or something. Yeah. You can have a little rehearsal and then you go on stage at night. But uh, before the performance, I always come three hours prior to the show because I like to really prepare, really warm up. So three hours before stepping on stage. Oh, yeah. And then I do my makeup and there's the whole routine of getting ready. Yes. And yeah. And then the show finishes at like 11 p.m. And so, yeah, kind of like that. Wow. And what do you prefer? Do you prefer having like those busy days with lots of rehearsals or do you prefer having kind of that quiet time and then performing at night? Well, uh, performance is always special. Performance yeah. is uh, my favorite thing to do. Yeah. So it is special, but I also love rehearsal days for sure. They are inspiring. And especially when you have lots of material like classical ballet, then you have like Rachmansky or something, then you have yeah. something new staged for you, some new choreography, then you have just a rehearsal with your coach. Oh, this is inspiring all of these different mm. things and different partners and, uh, you know, sharing the energy and sharing the love for ballet, which is really inspiring. Yeah, wow. I could talk about this for so long, but we are going yeah, to move we're going to move to the beginning, how you got started into ballet because I put questions up on the Sportive AF Instagram page and so many people are like, how did you get where you are today? How did you begin? Can you go from the beginning? <laughs> well, uh yeah, well, thank you for the questions, guys. Um I have a very interesting story about how I started doing ballet. Um, I was doing rhythmic gymnastics for seven years before going into ballet. And I didn't really, me and my family didn't really plan to start in doing ballet. Although my family always loved it. And I visited my first ballet performance when I was three years old. Wow. It was Nutcracker. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, but um, actually we, one day, um, one summer day, we were walking past to the building of Vaganova Academy and we saw that there was an announcement about the auditions to Vaganova. Oh. And there was just this spontaneous decision, why not to try audition in? Yeah. You know, why not to try go through the exams to Vaganova? And we just decided to give it a try 
because you know the career of the gymnast is very very short and yeah. not um, successful in very not in very many yeah. situations so um, we decided to give it a shot and then I got in and then we sat in the table with my family and we said look like you can try ballet if you want so let's do it and yeah I kind of like painlessly agreed and it was I was curious at that time but you know like the little child cannot really decide what uh, what she's going to do for the rest of her life yeah but I you know I was curious so um, that's how it started how my my journey I guess and yeah then the realization that I want to do ballet as my full-time job and that is my passion only came after like finishing the fourth year of studies at Vaganova right. which is pretty late yeah. but I just kind of realized that what am I doing here like why am I at Vaganova Academy yeah. like, I want to make it work I want to make it yeah. work for myself and I want to do my hundred percent Wow, that's so amazing. It's so meant to be, obviously, that you walked past that building that day when the auditions, that's amazing. And I feel like that's such an interesting kind of transition you just said in your fourth year that you kind of realized, okay, like this is what I want to do. How old were you around then? I was around 14, 15. Okay, yeah. And I was just, you know, passing the exams and having the same arc over and over again. And my classmates, I was, you know, because I was flexible, I was gifted with nice lines by genetics. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky because I had naturally, like, I guess, nice body for ballet. Yeah. And it was easier for me. But my classmates who, they always needed to stay on diet and yeah. they always needed to stay in shape and really work on their bodies they got better and better and almost like as good or maybe better than me. And then I realized and my parents really, really helped me during that time. Uh, They were like pushing on me, but from their client sides, you know? Yeah. And they told me that Masha, like, look, you have to see what is happening here. And if you want to really do that, uh, you have to try harder. You have to work on yourself. And this is, you know, uh, the uh, awful thing, I stopped stretching because, you know, the rhythmic gymnasts, they yes, are really, yeah. really super flexible. Well, I and used to do rhythmic first... as well. So, ah, okay. yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, so I stopped stretching for the first three years at Vaganova. Can you imagine? Like, I was thinking that, why do I need that? I'm already <laughs> flexible. So, like, what was I thinking? <laughs> but, yeah, then I started stretching, like, almost from scratch. Like, right. um, and then I needed to get my flexibility back, but thank goodness it uh, came back quickly. But then I started really trying to work harder and each day reaching my like maximum level, right. um, each day giving it a hundred percent. And it's like, not really you're, you're aiming to do something in long distance terms. Yeah. You have to work each day, every day. Like what exercise am I going to make better today? And mm-hmm. that's with which attitude I started exercising, I guess, and I realized that's my passion. That's amazing. And I feel like a lot of the listeners would find it interesting because so many questions as well is like, how are you so flexible? And I think obviously, as you were saying, a lot of it is genetics and, you know, gymnastics definitely helps with that. But when you were starting from scratch again, how long were you stretching per day? I think it took me like, 
I was exercising and doing like these krampachmongs a lot as well to lift my legs just higher. But in total, I would say like half an hour a day for sure, just stretching. Yeah. Wow. And and that definitely was a point for you where you were like, yep, I'm going for it. This is happening. (laughs) Yes, yes. True. Okay, so I feel like so many of us want to know more about the Vaganova Academy because it is obviously such an incredible school, one of the greatest, and how everyone is so incredible. Can you tell me what life was like when studying there from kind of such a young age to then graduating? Well, I was very lucky to be studying at Vaganova Academy because it's one of the best schools in the world, I think, and the Vaganova method is beautiful and the Vaganova style is really, you know, suitable for Mariinsky. So I was lucky to be studying there for the full education program. And I was lucky to be having the most incredible teachers and the first grades and then the last grades. I had Ludmila Valentina Kovalova, who was the teacher of Olga Smirnova and Diana Vishnova and many, many beautiful dancers. So I was really lucky. But um, the the memories are usually very nice. But um, the, 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 the bad things do like go away from your memory. But even though they go away, I still remember that Vaganova Academy was like a real struggle. Yeah. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it was a continuous battle. And for the full eight years, um, especially towards the end of the education, uh, I was not the favorite um, student of everyone at Vaganova. And if it was not for Ludmila Valentinova Kovanova, for my teacher, I don't know how I could have um, coped with it because it was, you know, the pressure is real. And yeah. now my sister, um, sister Sofia, she's studying at Vaganova as well. And wow. I must say that she's, um, I remember because she is going through the same process. I remember what it was like uh, watching her going home every day, like late at night, sometimes much, much, much later than me from the theater. And really being so frustrated, like with her insecurities, with things mm. not going well, and when constantly with constantly having to prove yourself to others. Mm. And that's that's the thing with Vaganova. But I always say that it gets easier when you go into the company. Yes. Because then you have only like belly and yourself and you have your own goals and you know what you're doing. And in Vaganova, it's like all over the place. You have so many subjects, so many lessons yeah. and teachers. And you don't really know if you're going to succeed or not. And it's just, it's, it's really hard. But at the same time, I'm really grateful for this school of life. I, I always call Vaganova Academy the school of real life because yeah. then it gets easier, I guess. Definitely. And I think it would have made you stronger. And, you know, now you can tackle those harder, harder things in life, as you said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And did you find like, at, when you were at school, having so many kind of different opinions and people saying different things hard? And if so, how did you kind of deal with that mentally? Hmm. Well, with the all of the different opinions, it was not necessarily during Vaganova period that I faced that a lot because uh, it was more so at the theater that it got a little bit harder on me because I started facing like lots of hate comments and lots of things that were unreasonably hateful. 
And uh, I love criticism. I love, yes. mm, I really love it because ballerina's life is all about criticism. Getting some corrections from your coach is priceless, really, because you have to get some corrections. Otherwise, you stop developing as a dancer and stop growing. But, um, you know, when it's hate, you have to differentiate between hate and um the criticism the constructive criticism and you know my family was always there for me uh, supporting me and uh, letting me know if this is hate or this is criticism and um, my mom and dad and also even my sister which is so much more clever than me and much more intelligent and my parents are just so amazing and sometimes I don't um, get their advices really nicely. And then after some time passes, I realized, yes, my dad was saying something that was so true, so correct. I should have listened. (laughs) And the same goes for my mom and my sister, really. So like, listen to the advices that people support, who support you, give you, yeah. That's so true. I totally agree. And, you know, even me, like sometimes you have to, realize what opinions matter as you were saying like is it the loved ones yes and then other people sometimes tune them out if it's hate so I I definitely agree with that Mm -hmm. now I started following you on social I think around when you were in graduate year I was following your journey a lot and one one thing I realized a lot is you were always practicing before hours after hours lots and lots of times And do you feel like that helped you as a dancer, having that extra practice? Definitely. That was like the main thing that I think really, you know, not necessarily physically, but more so mentally helped me during the Vaganova period because, you know, it's always nice. Well, it was the advice from my teacher at Vaganova to go to the studio and practice on your own because you have to analyze what you're doing right or wrong. Mm. And even though the teacher could tell you many, many corrections, you still have to realize like how the arm goes or how the leg goes and why is it doing so. So you have to try for many, many times, like for example, simple pirouettes or a simple arabesque to realize how your body does it because everyone's body is different and everyone's physique is so, so, so different and unique. So you have to find your own approach and then, you know, go through the corrections of your teacher or your coach at the theater through your personal approach to things, because that's the only way it works. So I feel like that personal time in the studio, it really helped me grow as a dancer, but also it helped me with doing Instagram and sharing my story a little bit and now now I do YouTube which I'm really happy about and yeah I watched I watched your um assumptions video Uh, (laughs) it was so good (laughs) thank you so much yeah but definitely like that's a whole other aspect of your life I feel like social media you're huge nearly nearly half a million followers that that is so surreal and I want to say like I'm so grateful to the world and to my followers for being so I have the best followers like hands down the best followers they're so supportive 
and like I share my strange thoughts and <laughs> just uh, today I went uh, I scrolled down my Instagram and like three years ago I was like what was I posting really <laughs> <laughs> but now yeah. you know I'm developing and growing as a person and yeah. hopefully I'm becoming a better version of myself and I'm so happy, grateful and happy that people support me and support my thoughts and support my journey. And it is such a source of inspiration. Yeah. Um, and also from the other dancers as well. So I really love social media and it's, um, you know, it's deeper. You can, you can take it more in a more shallow way, like yeah. just watching funny videos and stuff, or you can take it deeper because so many incredible people write their great thoughts on there yes. and you can just take so much inspiration. So true. I completely agree. And I think, um, especially during COVID, I think, you know, yes, like I probably spent way too much time on Instagram, but it was such a good like source of inspiration to see people on the other side of the world getting creative and like even your YouTube videos, being able to take class and different things. I think it was such a great platform to have. Yeah, it's true. I think COVID um, kind of united us in a strange way yeah. because all of the dancers really kind of gathered on social media and started doing something, doing things. And, you know, I started my YouTube during COVID because I felt like I was so lonely doing these workouts alone, like uh, trying to make myself push through it and not yeah. knowing what's going to come out of it. But then I realized like it's so much easier to do workouts with someone when you're in a company. And then I tried filming a video and then I like talking to the camera and I knew I was talking to my like followers, someone yeah. who's going to watch this video. And it was so much fun. And again, a lot of inspiration and a lot of just positive emotions. And then yeah. I posted it and people were commenting like, thank you, Maria, for yeah. making, making this. And, you know, this community, it grew. Yeah. And yeah, it's really inspiring to see. Yeah. And like, as you just said, it was inspiring for yourself, but also like inspired so many people to get up and start working out and, you know, move their bodies in such a healthy way, which... I mean, during COVID, it is hard. And I feel like a lot of people dealt with like low motivation as well. Did you find during that period hard to kind of get yourself going? I not necessarily because I had a lot of things to do. Um, like I went into lockdown and pandemic with this mindset that I don't uh, like never give up and keep going, just keep doing something. Yeah. Which uh, with the help of my family, they really helped me like realize it and keep going but then at the same time I think I really like pushed a little bit too hard physically because I was so scared to skip a lot of time and then I was just like doing too many exercises and then at the end of the lockdown when I was going back to work at the Marinsky which actually the Marinsky dancers dancers in Russia were so 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 lucky just the luckiest because no state theaters were closing during the pandemic um well they um, stopped working of course yeah. and didn't give any performances but they were still paying the salaries oh, to the dancers and they didn't fire anyone which is super great and really really grateful to our directors for that so then we continued working pretty fast after the lockdown finished in russia and we started rehearsing 
And after we started rehearsing, I realized that I got like a little injured during my, you know, lockdown time on my own, which was another lesson I learned that you have to maybe just take a step back and think about it more, like take it, take that time to realize some things to, you know, make a mental work, which sometimes make may even be like harder and more difficult and more demanding than just the physical work without any thoughts yeah so yeah that's so true and I think you raised another great point because sometimes taking it more quiet and introspective uh, is such a powerful tool to have Mm -hmm. and do you do anything like meditation uh no but I think I have to because (laughs) it would be helpful I don't know I think I have to start it because sometimes it gets hard but I don't know I have I have my family as my personal meditation (laughs) you know I'm that person that is always complaining about life uh, like in my family like they are so strong my sister is keeping everything inside her and I know she's going through a lot yeah and my parents are always like so thoughtful but and I'm like going around and just complaining about my injuries and complaining about like life not going right. And yeah, so honestly, be... it's better out than in. <laughs> well, I, I hope because yeah, because that's the I'm thinking like that while I'm doing that. But I know that's not good for my family. But yeah, I'm trying to become a better person. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you're doing just fine. <laughs> Now, at such a young age, you have achieved so much, which is so incredible. Besides aiming for principal status, what are some aspirations for your future? Well, it is, I want to take more time to really think about preparing the roles and to really make them full and make them really deep and make them my own. Mm. Because I want to my art to be very mindful and I want to be able to speak my own, my very own truth on stage because I don't know, I think that the stories behind the ballets, the classical ballets especially, they are so deep and so interesting and they really deserve to be told right. But at the same time, if you don't speak your own truth on stage, you cannot, it'll be not natural and the story cannot be told that way when you are just trying to portray like the character and not be yourself at the same time so it is so important to be a a good person I know this sounds cliche but um, it's very important to keep trying to be better and kinder and more honest and genuine and it will transfer to the stage and right now I'm trying to think about being more you know, they always compare art and sports. So yes. thinking in a more artistic way in ballet, mm-hmm. because of course, continuing to do daily exercises, daily physical work, which is so important, the most important thing really. Yeah. But at the same time, really not neglecting this mental component and emotions. Emotions are so important. So true. And what would you say your favorite part about performing is? Well, um, I'd say I'd say it's um, performing is really magical. The whole process of performing, but you know, it's that feeling of accomplishment after being finished with the whole performance, like flowers, applause, and shouts of bravo. And they say that it's not the main thing, but I don't know. It's it's um, 
definitely not the main thing, but it is what really gives you that adrenaline. That yes, I don't know how to say it. it's 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 strange like the, because like the feeling that everything's paid off, like your hard work. Yes, they are. These these things are essential for moving forward. Yes, so true that w- what you just said. Like after all, for whom are we dancing? Like for the yeah. audience, right? And yeah. how can they show approval? via ovation and via clapping and that's basically all like nobody wants art that they don't like so you know because if someone came to a theater to see a ballet or I really want to make um, like to dance that way that someone likes it and enjoys it and that the soul is moved and this is the ultimate goal of a ballet dancer Wow. And when preparing for a role, say it's Nikia, let's just say, how would you get into that role as in become her? Uh, Nikia is my favorite role, one of my two (laughs) all-time favorite roles, uh, because um, I have Nikia and also the soloist from uh, Diamonds by Balanchine, two completely different ballets. Different dynamics as well. Yes, yes, because Balanchine is more about like the choreography and aesthetics Mm. and Nikia is more so about the character and the story, uh, goodness, the story is incredible. And it is so moving and so touching. Every time I think about Nikia, I'm like about to cry really because she's such a, a deep and thoughtful character. And when I was doing my debut, I almost cried before going, um, you know, I was putting on the costume for the second act monologue. And I, you know, I just thought about this story and about being betrayed by her, the love of her whole life. Yeah, and it was so heartbreaking. But you know, it is a difficult process um, of um, feeling these emotions because you know you can feel it all you want. Yeah. But then you have to portray it on stage. You have to tell the story on stage with the. Um, you have to know how to do it. You mm-hmm. have to know how to do it right, and you can feel inside but not be able to show it to the audience and that's why we're rehearsing for so many hours in the studios because we want to find these um, like tools and find these ways of um, transferring the emotions on stage but it is also important not to be a natural and still stay yourself so any movement, especially in such a dramatic role like Nikkei, but in any ballet, really, any movement should come from the inside and from your what you are thinking about the role. Like, yeah, what you think the character would do, like every movement, every gesture should come from your heart. And that is difficult because sometimes you think about how to balance in an arabesque. Yeah. But that should be automatic. Right. That you should be able to do it very quickly like this and... So it's, I'm trying to do like more physical work and more emotional work at the same time. (laughs) Trying to balance them both. (laughs) Yes. And for example, like how you debuted, how did you stay calm before you performed? Were you nervous? Like what was going through your head? Hmm. Well, when when I debuted, it was a so many details so many nuances happen backstage so you don't really have a lot of time to think about what people will think about it 
But first of all, I try whenever I'm feeling nervous about the before the performance, I first of all try to concentrate on like small tasks that come along the way. So just taking one step at a time mm. and just making the constant concentration level to its maximum. Mm. It is a great tool for coping with uh, excessive nervousness for me. But on the other hand, there is really no inspiration without a lot of nerves before stepping on stage. So this is the flip side of being scared, really. If you're nervous, here comes the adrenaline and inspiration and the nerves are actually what makes you try like that much harder, which is you almost like have to utilize this nervous energy and make it into an excitement and inspiration. So yeah, that's another thing to think about for me. Yeah, that's such great advice. And I love what you said about that because I think that's so true, turning those nerve, that nervous energy into excitement because it's so easy to kind of fall into scared, but moving into that excitement and adrenaline is such a great thing before you're performing. Mm-hmm. What do you do straight after a show? Are you trying to wind down or do you kind of go through things that maybe didn't go so well? Well, first of all, of course, we go through the things with uh, my partner, my coach, and uh, my director, if he's watched the show. Our director tries watching every show at the theater, wow. which is phenomenal. Our director, Yuri Fateev, of our ballet company, like, can you imagine watching the show every single night? That's amazing. Like, <laughs> one late has he watched? <gasps> and every Millions. time, like, yes, right? But he's incredible. I'm so thankful to him for giving me corrections and for like watching my career. So supportive and he's the best boss in the world. But we go through corrections with him and my coach. She's also incredible, Elvira Tarasova. And yeah, but then I go to my dressing room and I first thing I call my family and tell them they also try visiting every performance of mine, which again, thanks so much to them. And, you know, afterwards when I'm done, like when I go out the theater, they also tell me like small things they noticed and their yeah. corrections because they're so much into ballet right now. Mm-hmm. Although my parents are not related to ballet world, they always love this, yeah. love this art form. And they are really into it and they're my main critics, I would say. Mm-hmm. And this is amazing because they see me as a growing person and they can really help me with some things my coaches say, like don't really realize about me. Yeah. Probably so, as an outsider's perspective looking in. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, definitely. So you are just as strong mentally as you are physically. And I think that is so important for dancers, especially at such a high level like yourself. And have you ever had to deal with, I guess you were saying earlier, genetics is on your side and things came a little bit easier, but did you ever have to deal with kind of insecurities within your body? Definitely. I feel like we all have insecurities. I feel like they're a necessary part of our lives. And it is just important to, like, however sad it may sound, but it's important to realize that they are there to stay forever. 
the insecurities like, yep. right am, am I right yes <laughs> because you're not gonna do like even if you're gonna make them better yeah. and they're still gonna show yeah and you have to make peace with them and I feel like what helps me is um, concentrate on the daily work and also concentrating on what you can do the better sides of yourself I guess something that you probably can do better than someone and something mm. you find find your strong sides and work on them and find what you want to do like with life find your goals yeah. I guess and not pay so much attention to these insecurities because they are just not letting you go full speed mm. and that's bad and they're taking so much energy from you so it's like better to be busy and not think about them that's why i love uh, having a lot of work to do yeah uh, you don't concentrate on these things too much when you're working and very busy so true that's such good advice working on kind of your strengths more as well mm-hmm. and now a lot of people uh, so many questions about how tall are you <laughs> I guess I could say my height. I'm one meter seventy two, three ish. Same, same. Oh, cool, <laughs> great. And now, when you're feeling a little bit low or maybe less motivation than most days, what's something you do to kind of lift yourself up? Huh. Um, recently, it's been well. I could just keep saying like words, that's <laughs> philosophy, you know, but recently it's been very simple. It's been Korean dramas, Korean dramas oh, and K-pop. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love <Yeah>. that. <laughs> uh, thank you. Well, um, I recently watched this drama called Itaewon Class and uh-huh. I'm recommending everyone to watch it because if, uh, the plot, the storyline is incredible, so catchy and so fast and really, really interesting. But at the same time, it has a lot of philosophy in it and a lot of deep thoughts that really resonated with my um, perception of the world. And you now they're talk- talking a lot about confidence and about um, trusting in yourself, trusting in the people around you and about support. And about really speaking your own truth, about staying true to your principles, which is, I think, one of the most important things in life, because it may make you go a little slower than, say, if you do not um, cherish your principles that much and if you don't stay true to yourself. But it will, it will get you where you want to get at the, eventually, because this is um, the most honest way of doing things yeah and uh, if you keep going you'll get there like there's no doubt doubt you'll get there just keep going and doing your 150 percent every day and you know but these k-dramas actually are so amazing Um, i need to watch it now now i I, I watch it please (laughs) (laughs) you need to tell me after then all the names of them okay 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 i will now, what advice would you give to younger dancers? Hmm. Listen to your teachers mm. and listen very carefully to what they're saying. It is very important to take advices from, from the teachers and the experienced people. And yeah, again, but no, try to realize what your body can do and try to set, set small tasks, small goals every day 
And so according to your teacher's corrections, I, I guess try making them yeah. come to reality, your tasks and your goals. I guess I don't know. No, that's great advice. I think something that even I myself has learned from today is setting really small tasks, I think, and kind of laying out each day, I think would be super helpful. Oh, thank you. Well, all of these advices are not coming from me. They're coming from the people that support me, my teachers. This is all the legacy of people who, they gave me these corrections. They gave me these thoughts as gifts. And then now I can tell them to you, tell about them. Because, yeah, that's, I'm just so grateful for people, to people around me. And thank you so much for passing it on to me and then all of your amazing followers and my listeners. So I think that's so kind of you. (laughs) Thank you. Now we're going to have one more question, which I like to ask all of my guests, which is what makes you feel most confident in your skin? The support of people around me. Mm. Yeah. That uh, people for some reason they believe in me and this this is the most empowering thought Mm. because i want to become better to strive to be better and better and better for them because i know how much how many thoughts how much kindness and energy they've been putting into me Mm. and into supporting me so yeah that's kind of what pushes me um, the most and it's incredible to realize that. Yeah, that's so true. I have one question for the listeners of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, I recently published a book uh, in Russian and it's called Teach Me Ballet. And it's, um, I'm, I'm really grateful that it became quite popular in Russia. But I also wanted, um, really want to publish it in English. And maybe some of the listeners can give me some advices on how to publish it in English. And maybe someone, I don't know, could help with it. Yeah. I would be really, really grateful. Oh, how exciting. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yes, we need to get this book in English. So everyone, <laughs> comment to Maria, message, and we will sort something out. That's for sure. <laughs> thank you. That's great to hear. Thank you so, so much, Maria, for today. I'm so grateful. I have learned so much today and I'm sure the listeners and all of your followers have too. Thank you so much for inviting. Okay, guys, that is a wrap for today's episode. Wow, Maria is such an inspiration, whether you're a dancer or not. She is such an incredible person and clearly is so self-disciplined, self-dedicated and self-motivated. Hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. Please let us know via our Instagram page and don't forget to check out our website for some awesome exclusive club fashion, which you will see Maria in soon. Okay, guys, thanks again. Lots of love, Audrey.